0: For decades, climbing advice at the crag has been presented in this manner. Bruh, falling isn't scary. Like, what are you whining about? Featuring novel ideas related to your effort levels. Hey, bruh, have you tried trying harder? And effective, evidence-based recommendations on relaxation techniques. Dude, bruh, I think it'd be more chill if you could just like, chill. And of course, it has featured positive encouragement, like this, from friends and peers. Just take the whip, bruh! But if you have found these lines of reasoning to be largely unhelpful, yeah, I'm not surprised. Turns out, learning to develop a healthy, manageable relationship with fear is a little bit more complicated than just taking the whip, bruh. But the good news is, these are all skills you can learn with some good effort and practice. So if you're a sport climber who's climbing at the 5'10", 5'11", level, and you're tired of mental struggles impeding your climbing progress, I've got something you're going to like. Enter Camp 512, a six-week group program designed to help you identify gaps in your outdoor skill set and learn to fill them in. Kiss the dude bra advice goodbye. We've got real work to do. Fall 22, Camp 512 starts on November 7th. You can learn more about Camp 512 by heading to the link in our show notes. That's
1: because I um, I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break.
0: is this is the halloween edition of snack breaks on the average climber podcast and i'm excited because we're being more cutesy than normal today trick or
1: treat Yay! <laughs> okay
0: so today i'm psyched because i'm gonna teach you all a trick and then we're gonna talk treats with Caitlyn. and this is a trick and treat today. Not because or, because get both. both. <laughs> Unless you just do something weird, like skip five minutes into the episode um,
1: for yep. whatever reason. Don't, <laughs> don't skip
0: my freaking trick, though. You want this trick. I know you do. Um, ooh, Caitlin, but I think before we get into it, what's your what's your favorite Halloween costume you had from when you were a child?
1: Ooh, I would say... I my aunt made me a little mermaid costume oh. when I was 4 maybe no. 3 or 4 and That's my so mom cute. literally put like a blue blanket in our wagon and I just got carted around like a mermaid because I couldn't walk in it so because
0: <laughs> it's a fucking mermaid costume Yeah
1: so wow. that that was uh my reigning supreme costume what was yours
0: um, I was, my favorite one, I was Sailor Scouts with Sailor my, scouts. yes, so we did some Sailor Moon shit with, like, me, oh and we were, like, very little, but it was me and my best friend, Emma, and Allison, and I believe we were Sailor Moon, I think we had four of us, maybe, I don't know, I I was Sailor Jupiter, though. Oh,
1: my and God. I, know, I was yeah. Sailor Moon last year.
0: Of course. <laughs> Where, oh my gosh, I bet you're the cutest Sailor Moon. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, <laughs> Halloween's so fun. I'm finally putting my foot down because I feel like my last few Halloweens, I've just gone rock climbing and not dressed up. So I'm putting my foot down this year. I'm going to a Halloween party. I don't know what I'm going to be yet, but I'm excited.
1: Just, so you know, go on Pinterest and scroll around. and Yeah, I'm excited you know. to
0: make it horribly last minute as well. So I'm not going to yep. like, in the, yeah, no, I'm just going <laughs> to gonna just go big we'll see what happens i don't know i like i like doing that it's gonna be a fun time it'll be great too much money doing it but that's fine so yeah
1: i don't have any big plans either i'm just gonna show up i did really want to do some harry potter halloween Uh, costumes this year but i don't think that's gonna happen so we shall see
0: (laughs) ah indeed indeed well let's let's i suppose we'll Get on with the show or something. Um, Okay, so I'm going to start. I'm going to tell you all a trick. Tricks. Yeah. Lauren's
1: got tricks up her sleeve. Yeah. It's
0: not rodeo (laughs) clipping because I don't know how to do that. But if you can rodeo clip, that's super cool that you can do that. I admire your abilities. It's a very convenient skill to have. And if you don't know what rodeo clipping is, go look up a video. You'll get psyched and you'll want to learn to do it too. But I can't rodeo clip. But what I can teach you about is... How to send more boulders in the gym that are hard
1: for you. And this isn't a
0: you need a hangboard for twelve weeks and then you'll be able to do the harder boulders. No, no, not today. Today it's trick time. So (laughs) yep, you're getting tricked out of it. You're getting tricked. I'm going to take that and to teach you why I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to take it back to when I was into uh, park skiing for a brief moment before I realized that it hurts my body a lot.
1: So when you were doing tricks.
0: And I was doing tricks. I was doing the tricks. <laughs> yes. So when I was like 19, I was hellbent on be able, being able to backflip on skis. Oh, um, boy. Fortunately, a lot of people, the way they learn is uh, they just kind of like huck and pray at their local <laughs> hill. And while I love that energy, I was a little more cautious than that. So I had got to learn yep. like a nice progression on the backflipping on skis, right? So. I had it dialed on a trampoline. Also, I had known to backflip, how to backflip on a trampoline for a while because I took gymnastics as a kid because who does it? So that was already worked out. Then I got to learn it on a, like, a ramp that goes into water that's made out of this crazy oh. stuff called M-snow. It was very wild, <laughs> um, but you got to, like, learn the trick and then, like, do it into a pole with your skis on, which was tight then oh my god! The next progression was like taking that to snow um, but it was nice to be able to get to do all of those progressions now you might be thinking that's cool lauren but how does this relate to rock climbing <laughs> well it is nice when you are learning a skill to be able to progress it in terms of difficulty um and sort of the closeness to the way that you're actually going to perform the skill or the movement right so in your local bouldering gym you might have climb that's really hard for you that you want to do and there might be a move on it that presently you're having a lot of trouble with and you just try to do it and you try to do it and you just keep trying it but you don't try any progressions into it so maybe you try the boulder Mm. you always start from the bottom you never break up the boulder and isolate the move that you're having a hard time with so there's a lot of things you can do to kind of build these progressions into rock climbing um and one of them that I want to tell you about today this is my trick of the day this is also going to make you socialize at the gym, which is good for all of us. You gotta, you gotta yeah. make friends. Post COVID
1: times, we, we gotta. Times, it's good for it's time you. To
0: stop being, you know, in your little community hole. is important uh, for
1: longevity. Yes, build it. Build it.
0: <laughs> we're both yes. fisting.
1: Fisting. We're, oh god. <laughs>
0: oh god. <laughs> oh, we're, should we cut that out? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. we won't. We really? we won't. <laughs> um, but yes, we are both shaking our fists at the camera. Build that community. Um. Yes. So get your friends to power spot you. So if you're having trouble with a move, and you know, you just are like, man, if I could just like, get a little bit of help doing this, like maybe it's a really big move, or you need someone to like keep you on, like maybe you're like just reaching it, but not really. You know, there's a lot of things you can do where you like maybe start from a different hold or like add an extra foot. Um, And those are all valid tactics. And I could have picked those as the trick of the day. But I think the power spot's more fun trick. So yeah. what you're going to do is you're just going to have your friend kind of, like, push you um, and sort of assist you. And you can also, like, if your friend's good at power spotting you, you know, you can be like, okay, I want, like, maximal. I want you just, like, carrying my whole weight. And then you can be like, all right, back it off. And I just want, like, a gentle push the next time I do it. But this is a really great tactic. Um Definitely I would say uh, usually I just have my other half push me. I'm not usually asked to power spot him, unfortunately, though I think <laughs> I'm fully capable. Uh but you know, you're gonna wanna like probably push people like from like the top of their hips is generally gonna be a good idea. Um, and then back the fuck up so you don't get squashed mm. when this is happening. And I've yep. seen climbing partners that are so good at this. I'm gonna shout out Chris and Nate. I watched them power spot each other and they looked like like, pairs figure skaters <laughs> when they did it. It was amazing. I was like, you guys look like you've been doing that for Synchronized years. Synchronized And they were like, we have. And I watched it, and I was like, Mike, we got to get on their level. It was amazing. <laughs> so that's my trick of the day. If you're having trouble with a move, stop just only whomping on it, trying it 10 times without, you know, adding any progressions and giving up. There's lots of progressions, and one of them is the power spot. Yeah. Caitlin, have you ever been power spotted? Do you ever do oh that when God. you're bouldering outside? Oh, my God, so
1: often. Many yeah. of the times. Critical. because. I feel like for me, I tend to have a lot of self-limiting beliefs and that's not fun. But then when I get a little power spot and I do the movement, I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. Then it's kind of some muscle memory going on. And even though, you know, I'm I'm pulling my body over in that direction without some assist, I feel like it gives me that confidence to believe that it's something I can do. I Plus your
0: body's it. like not, you're like looking forward to what's happening. You're not like literally watching your friend mm-hmm. like push you. So you kind of feel like you're doing it. And if yeah. you have a really good partner, they'll lie to you about how much they're helping you. Oh my you.
1: God. I was it's just going to say that. Yeah. Lie to
0: your friends. Be like, <laughs> I didn't help you at all. And you'll be like, yeah, you did. Be like, not really. Mike does yeah. that all the time. I'm like, you oh my sure God. did just so push is me. Ryan.
1: It's yeah he'll be like <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like oh I was barely helping you I'm like mm, I don't think so but <laughs>
0: or, or do we just not believe in ourselves enough I don't know but do it a few times have your friends lie to you and in then, any
1: case in any I case, love the power it. spot yeah yep.
0: power spots great there's your trick we love to see it okay Caitlin let's switch it over it's time for tri- treat and treat time Um, so for this little bit I'm really thrilled because Caitlin and I came to the conclusion of how we needed to format this uh, <laughs> simultaneously, which is sweet. Yeah, so, great minds. to talk about, um, <laughs> okay, because no matter where you are in the world, somewhere, whether it's your workplace, your mom's house, whatever's happening, <laughs> somewhere there's like an excess of Halloween candy and someone's standing near it going, get this stuff away from me. Blah, and blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But if you're smart, you know. That Halloween candy is a cheap way to leverage some sports nutrition. So today, (laughs) it really is. You're like, I just needed some sugar to get through this session, and this is going to be actually pretty helpful. So Mm -hmm. today, I'm going to be asking Caitlin about uh, three different Halloween candies, and she's going to give her ranking of usefulness in sports nutrition (laughs) on a scale from 1 to 10. So, and I get, yeah, Caitlin, do you want to add anything to that before we get into us? Obviously, we're not an anti-candy podcast. If you like, yeah. like anti-candy rhetoric, uh,
1: if this go is somewhere the, else. Yeah, yeah, get out. <laughs> if this is the first podcast you're ever listening to of ours, and you're like, oh my god, these witches be crazy. Well- Witches, is be,
0: be trippin. witches be tripping. Witches
1: be tripping. You got to go back in time because we're pro candy here. So yeah. And I also want to say real quick too that I I know that there's some for some of us there's some guilt around our Halloween candy and it's like I shouldn't but I'm going to and it's just calling my name in my candy box over there. And if you still trick or treat, that's great for you. I would like to do that as well. And you know, you have your whole pillow sack of all your candy. And if you feel like a little bit guilty about that, it's okay. As Lauren said, we can leverage these sugar resources as assets in our sports nutrition. So I I think we can take it away from there.
0: Oh, I love that rebranding of Halloween candy. It's not Halloween candy.
1: It's
0: (laughs) Halloween sugar resources for sports nutrition.
1: And the only Halloween candy you should avoid uh, is the candy that contains maybe ingredients you're, hello, allergic to. Don't eat that. uh, Things you don't like. Or if it's given to you. Exactly. In a (laughs) non-healed wrapper that's all big no if it has a needle don't eat that you know just toss it maybe go report that house um I don't know what the protocol would be there but in any case everything else is is on the menu (laughs)
0: yeah I love that that is great also okay man I don't I love the houses that try to just give out bananas like I love the spirit of (laughs) it but I'm also like fucking Uh. stop and I'm just like are you a dentist or a cop because (laughs) yeah I don't know I think it's great but also uh, it's complicated it's a complicated (laughs) subject. Kids enjoy your Halloween candy and if you still trick or treat and you're somehow listening to this podcast, I truly don't know how you got here, but welcome. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Here you are. Probably shouldn't
0: (laughs) be here. This was marked explicit on We're speaking
1: to inner children on this podcast. Yes. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Being an
0: adult's weird, don't do it. All right, let's get into these candies next. Okay. All right. Let's start with the first one. Uh which is uh just brings me movie theater energy and i love it <laughs> so we're gonna start with fun sized M, like a little just a little like brown pack of fun sized m&ms where do we rank that on a scale of um, zero to, 10? One okay. to
1: ten okay so you out of here <laughs> yeah nothing's a zero <laughs> everything at least gets two stars uh in my book so i would say an m&m fun size little bag could be I would say it's it's probably high up there for me maybe like a seven or an eight okay
0: okay
1: and here's my reasoning because one packet has about 130 calories has about three grams of fat and it has 17 grams of carbs so if we're gonna use that as like a quick snack during one of our breaks or maybe. You know, if we're, you know, we're trying to just stay in the gym a little bit longer, we're starting to feel fatigued, that could be a nice quick little bump, little boost with Sweet. some quick sugars. And it's not to say, you know, it's it's maybe for some, the fat content might feel like it's a little bit slow to digest, but I would say maybe for most, it would be, worth experimenting with because i don't know about you but if i go to the gym and somebody's like you want some m&ms i'm like hell yeah i <laughs> yeah. want some m ms
0: <laughs> can you not touch them with your hands that are covered in whatever that your hands are covered in I'll grab them <laughs> myself but otherwise yes would well, very much like m ms wait can i ask you like okay i'm trying to just i just always try to play the troll in my head whenever we talk about <laughs> these things
1: but, how can I be the troll in this situation? <laughs> yeah, like
0: how <laughs> could someone twist our words around? Um, no, but there's,
1: okay. Where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely.
0: Does it do M and M's? Okay, I don't think we ever talked about this. How bad are like dyes for you? Like people talk about red dye 40, and it's like the world's the sky's falling. And I'm always just like, shut up. I like how my tongue turns colors when I drink red Gatorade. <laughs> but like how like how bad are dyes in your uh, professional opinion?
1: So I would say if you're eating foods that are artificially dyed at every single meal and every single snack, that's probably Pro- not probably the bad. suggestion. Okay. Yeah, it's it's probably not the most health promoting practice. But I do think that occasional candies, those occasional treats, things that aren't like a huge part of your daily nutrition but make small appearances, I don't think it's going to have a considerable effect. I know a lot of people get worried about it too over the long term, but realistically, I mean, if you love M&Ms and you do happen to eat them every day, chances are are you know, that's your, your vice. Maybe that's the choice you make and that's okay. But a lot of us with these different dyes and colors aren't always eating them consistently. So I think it's okay. That's my both professional and personal opinion. Okay, cool. So
0: maybe if you like have some, you know, like if you're a person who like has four sun kisses a day or something, and there's some (laughs) kind of like orange dye and they're like, yeah, maybe we like kind of, address that somehow but if that's mm-hmm. if you're just like having some Halloween candy you don't need to be worried about the dye yeah okay
1: and I will say too real quick I know that sometimes chocolate is discouraged as a fueling technique but because m ms are probably more sugar than they are <laughs> chocolate coated
0: in a little like sugar <laughs> case
1: yeah like I I would say you know if it works for you great if not that's also fine so I I would say it's again, pick your pick your treat, pick the one that works best for you and that you really like.
0: Ooh, nice. On an unrelated note, I brought I we stopped at this bakery and they had these big big rice krispie treats and I like grabbed oh. one on our way down to the Red River Gorge, and it was such a great snack because I wasn't not gonna like finish the rice krispie treat and I was like yeah I you're like out today. um
1: that's i need that like you can't yeah, gonna
0: need to eat that and it was yeah. like spooky themed and it had like little ghost oh, sprinkles and it was cute, cute.
1: i don't know. Oh a-
0: halloween should be longer than a month christmas gets too much time we need more yeah. halloween time
1: I agree. Although I did see Halloween stuff in July, but you and I were both dying with COVID, so we missed out.
0: We also could have been hallucinating about that. I don't know. <laughs> it was a fuzzy time. Um, yep. Sweet, sweet. Okay, Let's, speaking of ties, uh, Starbursts. Where would Star- you like Starbursts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Starbursts for me are, I would say maybe for a lot of people, possibly a better option. Um, so let me, hmm, I don't want to give all of these like a seven, but (laughs) maybe (laughs) that's where we're at. Um, I I would say Starburst for me are depending on how many you consume. So we're talking about those little two packs and I usually, for me, I will have like usually three because if I get one with two oranges, I'm opening another one because I want pink or red. Yeah. Those were the only two. True. Big facts. <laughs> Gotta have a cherry one. Yeah. Very important. And <laughs> wait, is it cherry or is it fruit punch?
0: Oh God. I don't know. It show, or, I guess that shows you how reminiscent it it's is. It's the of red Starburst fruit. flavor. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Red Starburst flavor. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're going to circle back to that. Okay. So you usually so, end up having three of them. So wait.
1: So, well, let me, I'll go back. A two pack has about 40 calories and eight and a half grams of carbs. And if we're talking about energy for a climbing time frame, I would say most people like, you know, 15 grams of carbs is still quite low for most people, but it could be part of a snack that works for some people. So maybe you're sitting there throughout your session, just, you know, uh, sucking on a starburst and you like have four starburst- by the end
0: are like more work than celery to eat like i'm (laughs) like you probably
1: saltines
0: yeah i'm like you probably burn more calories trying to chew those fuckers (laughs) than they have in them i don't know like you can't like you're gonna maybe those are not good for like i don't i'm as a coach this is my coachly opinion Mm -hmm. those don't seem like a fast enough snack to like shove in your face yeah because they, you got to chew, you, otherwise you'll start doing your endurance circuit yeah. while you're chewing them. So, maybe I'll
1: give those like a four if I'm being really? honest.
0: I feel yeah. like the okay. So, from like if we were just looking at macro content alone, because they're more like carb heavy and have less fat, they're like theoretically better. Yeah, theoretically, badder, yeah, fattier, but due to the convenience and how tiny they are, and how you might eat like a pack of two and that actually will be like basically non calories, mm-hmm. it's not actually as useful.
1: Yeah, it's it's like one of those things if you really love Starburst and you're like, I'm gonna have six of these, I'm gonna these. get
0: the whole sleeve. yeah exactly
1: then like maybe that's that's a good option but that makes sense it I think it's challenging because yeah it just depends on how fast you can eat them because I agree I could have one starburst throughout like 45 minutes (laughs)
0: yeah it's like kind of an endeavor they're Mm -hmm. they're hard to chew okay last but not least this is this is my husband's favorite oh it's so fun to call him my husband um,
1: <laughs> At Reese's. long last. At long last. All right, Reese's. <laughs> when you hear, <laughs> and not the side pieces, track. not the pieces. This is a cup, full buttercup. But do you ever total sidetrack the the usual average climber podcast derailing Yeah, welcome um, to a tangent. <laughs> whenever you hear the word Reese's, do you? Does this evoke that memory of that TV commercial for Reese's Puffs Puff for you? Cereal? Yeah, like yeah, Reese's Puffs, it. Reese's. <laughs> yes. It's
0: like the, the little brown chocolate thingies are.
1: It's like yeah. a, a waterfall of Reese's Puffs. Anyway, yeah. that's what comes to mind. But Brand we're talking day. about cups. <laughs> cups,
0: Reese's cups, not the Puff cereal. Not the is... Puffs candy uh, for breakfast if we're being <laughs> <laughs> like come on how yep. am I allowed to eat that for breakfast like
1: <laughs> it's a good fact I know that uh the USDA just called a bunch of cereals uh not healthy and I was like oh boy here we go <laughs> here we
0: go but at the same time I'm like you gotta uh, you kids do need to not like pass out from a sugar high in second period like I don't know yeah but they still uh, need
1: calories I still, don't know it's, it's a whole th-
0: thing I'm we won't
1: get into that
0: yeah that's a lot okay
1: so Reese's so Reese's well so Reese's have a hundred and this is for one singular cup 115 calories seven grams of fat and 12 grams of carbs so I would say it depends on what type of session you're having maybe you know, length of time, but also the breaks that you have and also how long you plan to be out. But because of the fat content, I probably wouldn't suggest a Reese's candy during like a hard, intense lifting or bouldering session just because of the nature of how slow that'll break down. Um, But it does have some carbs. So like maybe...
0: Are these like more of like a pre-session snack almost? It like could be filling, or
1: it could be, or it could just be like a, you know, I finished my session, or I'm in the middle of, like, being outside, and I want a snack, and this is what sounds really good. Maybe that's a good option, but I think maybe I'd give it uh, like a, a five. Okay. Ugh. So in
0: terms of like during, yeah, I guess we've kind of been taking this as like a during session snack. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, Caitlin, if you had to summarize what people should take away from our reading (laughs) of different Halloween (laughs) candies for sports nutrition related snacks, what are some like highlights you want people? I feel like this is a good illustrative (laughs) episode in case you haven't like, in case you're new to the whole, how do carbs and fat work in relationship to your workouts? I feel like this is Mm -hmm. kind of a fun little example to kind of illustrate how that works. So if you had to give people a high level overview about, you know, why you said what you said.
1: Yeah. Um, A of all, my ratings mean nothing. <laughs> but I will say the just understanding that carbs are a good fuel source during your sessions. And sometimes if you know you're gonna be kind of going hard or doing more strength based workouts, then maybe having a fat in that session could make you feel a little bit slowed down or kind of sit in your stomach weird. So got it. Everybody, you know choose your candy that you like if you really like a certain thing you know maybe it works well for you but also you don't have to be afraid of candy that's kind of what I I'm getting at here and this is separate from your training but also every day around you know the halloween season because it's not what you do every day it's not what you do occasionally uh, it's more of what you do the average over time and consistently so if you're like, I had some candies today, that's fine. Next. Yeah, cool. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, next. So,
0: yeah, in summary, you can absolutely eat Halloween candy and just enjoy it. But if you're also looking for optimizing your Halloween candy consumption around your <laughs> sessions, here are some tips for you to better leverage all of that extra Halloween candy that you might have sitting around the house. Well this was this was fun.
1: Hope yeah. everyone
0: has Happy and safe Halloween. Caitlin, before we wrap this thing up, do you have any announcements that you would like to share with the people?
1: I will say I am currently completely booked for the fall. Holy shit. Ever. What do you
0: consider fall?
1: Uh, I don't know what it
0: means anymore. That means
1: basically, I guess, until like December 15th in my mind. (laughs) Okay, got it. So that's, yeah, all right. And so... I am pretty much booked throughout like for this 2022 year, but you can still book to start working with me in 2023 now and you'll get 2022 pricing. So if nutrition coaching is something that you've thought about, you're not quite sure what would work best for you or even if it's right for you or if I'm right for you, just book a call with me and we'll put that Clarity Call link in the show notes. Sweet. What do you got Lauren. going on, Lauren?
0: Oh, I'm psyched. Okay, so I'm running my, I cannot believe this, but this is the fourth round of Camp 512 oh that I am God. running. Oh, I know. I'm like, this is kind of bonkers, actually, but I'm very wow. excited. Um, And I'm giving the whole thing, like, a pretty major overhaul, which I'm very thrilled about. So, yeah, I'm basically taking all the feedback that I've gotten from the last three rounds, and I'm making it very focused on mindset and projecting tactics so this camp 512 is going to be for you if you know you need help with fear management skills if you know you kind of like crack under pressure when you're outside (laughs) if you have trouble with there being like a lot of people at the crag if you feel like you just have no idea how to effectively like work a project or you're like uh when i on site i just go do it and there's no strategy involved if that feels like you and you're like it, oh, and if you're at the five ten and five eleven level in your sport climbing, this is going to be great. I'm psyched. I'm keeping this relatively small, um, and at the time this is being recorded, I'm almost like half full, and it's only been available out for like a few days. So, so I expect get that this in will there. fill up. Um, yeah, get in, get in here. It's going to be a good time. But go I'm to very camp. Excited. Go to camp. Camp's Six important. weeks long. It's going to be sweet. Um and Yeah, if you feel like you've just had struggles with any of those things and you want to work on those, I call them like the soft skills of sport climbing.
1: Oh, so nice! I know you're gonna
0: be yeah, plus pleasant. So I think you'll be psyched on Camp Five Twelve, and I'll put a link to some information about camp in our show notes. Um, that is it. Yes, uh if you can, I'm very congested and loopy. Uh, <laughs> but I, we have done a podcast, so we showed and up. I'm going to go back to sleep <laughs> because oh my god.
1: Yep. We're here for the tricks and the treats and that yep, now we're, we're we good. did it. We, we did, did it. it.
0: Mission accomplished. Um cool. Well, with that, uh have an amazing Halloween. Do campy shit, watch a cute movie. <laughs> Eat some fun fall treats. And until next time,
1: keep, keep it. it average. Spooky. I mean, average. Spooky living <laughs> on purpose will
0: never get it right on purpose. Nope. Never. Right. Peace out, witches. <laughs>